Welcome back to the second episode of the Cooking Techno podcast. Uh, in this episode, I spoke with Lorenzo, aka Lawrence Kurt. And apart from being a great guy, Lorenzo is incredibly passionate about music production and music in general. And we had a pretty extensive conversation in which we dove quite deep into the technical aspects of producing. So if you're interested in tech talk and some gear advice, uh, this is definitely your episode. Um, also, As you're probably able to tell, we could have kept on talking for a few more hours. So let me know if this talk was interesting and if I should bring him on again in the future. So yeah, with that being said, let's let's jump right in. How are you doing? I'm good, man. But should I say like now, thanks for the invite or like uh, thanks for everybody listening to this or how does it work? It's <laughs> like being uh, in a radio. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. It's a, It's a pleasure for me. I feel like flattered to be invited on this nice project and I can, I mean, I hope that I can, I can help people in whatever creativity part or like uh, inspiration I'm here for helping. Yes. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can give some nice insights. Um, first of all, maybe you can um, introduce yourself for the people who don't know you and uh, on like what you do, how many projects you have and um how you got into the music yes so okay my real name is uh, lorenzo i'm italian and yeah i've been working in this since for more than 10 years actually mm -hmm. and yeah in 2014 i moved to i moved to berlin and yeah you know started like doing parties organizing opening the label yeah it was like a it was like a long process I, um, nowadays I have like three active projects, which are my solo one, Lawrence Court. Um, then I have the project together with uh, Gabriele, the owner of, um, Oecus. It's like his, um, artist name is Avant Point OCS. And we have the project called 1818, like the, like the clock. Okay. Like, um, yeah, 1818 is the, the name of the project. And then I have like another project, um, another duo project, which we perform live and it's called Uso, uh, together with like a really good friend of mine. We, we are like from the same hometown. We know each other since pff, more than, more than 10 years. And yeah, in 2021, we, we came, we bumped in again into each other after so many years And we started like making music and yeah, we have like, we had releases on, um, we actually had released on our first two EPs on, on Oecus, actually Gabriele's, uh, label <laughs> and, um, an EP on art. It was released last August. Mm -hmm. So. And then uh, we we also released um, a track on a various artist on Suara. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the plan is like now to open our own label, to be actually more free and to share our music yes. whenever whenever we want, having like no kind of barriers or like rules from whatever, like labels. We want to be free, uh, to be consistent and yeah having our voice uh, also like in in the scene and release whenever we want 
you know? Yeah, I, I totally understand and I love that. Um, we will definitely get to that later, I think. Yeah. Um, so you said you grew up in you grew up in Italy, right? Yes. In, in which city did you uh, grow um, up? It's a small city close to Milan. It's like actually 60,000 people living there. I mean, not really small, but it is small compared to <laughs> compared to Berlin. And yeah, so I grew up there. I actually came into close to music because I was dancing. I was a dancer. Probably you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of dancer? Like yeah, break, more break like dance a, yeah, break break beat like funky hip hop, and it were, it went really good at some point because uh, we were like three kids, like like it was like a trio basically, and we were dancing, and it was like not so common that like you know. Uh, three small boys dancing this kind of music and I don't want to say that it went pretty viral but we did our things you know we were at some point we got called for you know like some catwalk for brands you know yeah so it was it was like a part it was like a funny part of my uh, childhood how old have you been there at this point um how old yeah I think like nine until 12 or like 10 13 something like this ah, okay okay so really young but at the same time i was playing football sorry i was like in the middle of two fires um yeah then i kind of left um dancing i continue football yeah anyway and but like music has always been part of my my life of my like my family my parents are were like always showing me uh the the music like in the car or like, uh, you know, at home always with the music. So I grew up more with, I would say, like uh, pop uh, dance music mm -hmm. because that it, it is what where they, they were listening, you know. Some like uh, rock, for instance, for the, for the like uh, background. But like mostly like growing up, it was like more uh, whatever, pop, commercial. It also like coming from a small city. Uh, there was like not a huge uh, background of like underground music, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever genre, you know. So whatever I was going out, there was like more commercial music. So when I when I started like going out in uh, in Milan, which is like thirty kilometers from my from my hometown, I started discovering uh, m more the the underground music. Mm -hmm. Which was I, it like that the first time you got in touch with uh, electronic music then in Milan? Ah, uh, yes, for sure, yes, uh, yeah, like in Milan. Okay, and then you you decided to start producing yourself uh, on your own, or mm, no? I started like firstly um, DJing with a friend of mine, like in a at his grandparents' place, like in the in the basement with the first like a uh, CDJ CDJ hundred from Pioneer, like a really bad whatever mixer two channel, and we were just like mixing music from like CDs, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, I remember, and yeah. like the, like the hundred, the CDJs, uh, hundred didn't even read the MP3 files. Okay. That's so crazy. it was like the audio CD. Yeah. yeah, yeah they I were remember, like yeah. not reading any other format, but With it's no, no sync button as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, but it was, it was a good, it was a good training, you know, because like the CDJs nowadays are like showing you everything like the tonality, had the BPM, everything. So it was like kind of somehow like another way to play with turntables mm. because turntables doesn't show you anything, yeah. anything, you know? So you really train your ears and you really 
learn how to beat match, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it was like, a, even though at the beginning it was like no sense because we were like trying to uh, mix or like beat match from like rock and roll to hip hop, you know? So at the beginning it was like really random, you know? But like once you start, you know, like you also try to um, make playlists of the music that you that you like and you kind of get what what you like at some point you know because you start like listening to to music okay i like this i prefer like uh dance than like rock and roll for instance you know yeah it was yeah. It, back in the day so um i started like downloading my like actually buying buying cds you know compilation or whatever like the like gigi d'agostino you know oh, yeah, it was I like love, a, love it, yeah. it was like that <laughs> time you know and yeah so we started like I started having my own collection and but it was like pretty more pretty much like uh, like more commercial stuff because because of the the place I was coming you know there was like no really culture about underground music but as I said before when I when I started like going out when I was like growing up that I was able to go out you know yeah 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 so when was the time when you um got in touch with the underground Techno kind of music. I think I was like uh, 16, 17 years old. And I think I still remember the first party it was like, um, I think it was like, um, it was like a Friday night in Milan. And it was like, yeah, it's, uh, it was, there were like. Do you a, remember who was playing? <laughs> I actually do. Who was it? Um, so it was like um, really. Um, party like with like equality, diversity, uh, with like uh, gay people, lesbian, transgender. So, and these parties like the like the music was always like super good, you know. Um, and there was like uh, Enrico Logallo, I remember, was like Obi Baby Remo. Remo mm -hmm. actually then got maybe it's not it's actually more my generation, huh? Because uh, your face is like I don't know these people. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it was like at at that time it was there was like Diabolica, um, Pervert Gold, and it was like a movement, you know, of like the first um, techno. I mean, which is like completely different than the techno that we listen and we do nowadays, you know. But it was like still underground. It was like completely, you know, like the first like bleepy sounds, like techno sounds that I was like. Mm -hmm. what is this he like are this like the are the aliens are like aliens are coming now yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so it was like a completely new but i kind of fell in love with the with the music with the vibe and being like a like a raver you know because first of all i, I mean i was born as a as a raver you know mm -hmm. before like uh okay yeah, yeah i see uh, so that was kind of the moment where you realized um that you are into techno or you want to Like yeah, this genre I mean, well, I didn't, I didn't really know what was techno, you know, because nobody, nobody, nobody told me, and you know, and also like the, like nowadays it's really, it's really easy to get to know like the history of something, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, internet was not like as fast as it is now, you know, like the accessibility of, uh, of news or like, uh, whatever, uh, you wanted to reach, it was not that easy, you know? And nobody around my friends or like people I knew were into this. So it was, for me, it was like something completely, completely new. 
So yeah. I and I complete and I I fell in love since the beginning. Nice. And I didn't know that it was called techno. So I was like kind of don't want to say around asking what is this music, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. I understood like slowly what and was how, it. How did you find your um your ways into producing and like the the ways how you approach tracks and all the the knowledge about it and how did you start start off producing? Okay, so I as I said before, um I started like only DJing at the beginning. So I was like playing in my hometown or like some clubs in in, uh, in Milan at the beginning, but like more f- at the beginning was like, you know, just like aperitivo, like happy hour. So you were like the DJ bringing the speakers, bringing the DJ booth, bringing everything they were putting you in the in the corner and you were playing for people having like a nice aperitivo in a bar, mm. you know? <laughs> okay. So also like the the figure of the DJ changed a lot during the years, you know? At the beginning, the DJ was like, actually in the corner yeah, yeah, yeah. nowadays they are kind yeah, of superstars yeah. <laughs> yes and, and the less yeah, yeah. you you saw the dj the better it was kind of yeah. you know i don't know for for what reason you know but like the dj for what reason a change or for what reason no, for what reason was like this you know because i think they replaced the the jukebox you yeah, know with the dj it, yeah. with the dj yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so uh but oh yeah yeah I, and, and, and also maybe because the dj's Back in the days, they didn't really perform in the way they did they do now. Um, so they just played one track after another with yeah. mixing in because it just got available like the technique to to do it. Yes, <laughs> kind of. And so maybe they were considered as a as a guy who just delivers music and less as a guy who creates something new, right? Yeah, but I, at the same time, I really respect and appreciate the the DJs back in the days. You know, because the only way to play was turntables, because I mean, like the first CDJs came like in the 90s. Maybe, like, yeah, yeah, something in yeah. the 90s, like something like, or like in uh, the CDJ 1000, probably like 2000. I don't want to say something wrong, but like was kind of pretty late. So the DJs before were like really digging into music. Mm-hmm. And it was also difficult to dig into music because you had to go to the record store and, you know, started having like a conversation with the owner And, you know, I play this kind of music. If Can you order something like mm. this? And, you know, if you have like new records, you can, you can keep them aside for me. So, and I, and I, and I have like many DJ friends, you know, back in the days that they were like having real relationship with the owners of the record store, you know, and they, they were keeping the vinyls for Mm. for the good people, you know, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Showing, to, <laughs> showing to the, to the normal customers, like, the top 10 or whatever what was going on you know yeah yeah and sometimes also scrapping off the labels of the vinyl so that other people didn't know what they play <laughs> yes yeah yeah also yeah yeah also so i think like the research research about like uh digging about music was um it was different i would i don't want to say that it was better it, it was just different because like now right now everybody can have like the access to you know, internet so easily. If you want to buy records, you can buy on DJ Day, uh, Hardworks, you know, mm. you go on their selection, you, I mean, you go on their page and you can, you can check it easily, you know, it's not the same way. Okay. Taking the car, driving for 30 kilometers or like going with the train to another city, because in my hometown, There were like a couple of record stores, but like they were more for Italian pop music or like rock and roll, not really underground music, you mm-hmm. know? So I had to, I had to travel to another city. And when I, 
when I got into these like record stores, I was like, okay. So there is something that I didn't know until now. Like, what is, what is this? What is this music? What is like, or this like underground music that I didn't know before. So for me, it was like, you know, like a baby going into the candy shop, you know? <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, that's I how I started, like also like selecting and having my own genre, you know, even though, it, I mean, techno can be many many different phases mm -hmm. of techno you know yeah that's also a thing i want to i want to ask you about um when when you produce music what kind of or like how would you describe the genre you're producing also this, at, the, at the moment at the moment right like the, okay, the recent, the recent I, also, i also think i didn't i didn't answer to everything to the previous question so i think we okay we're yeah, we yeah, go, okay, we sure, gonna sure. we're gonna get there um so i started like djing and then when i finished my when i finished my studies when my high school mm -hmm. I, back in the days, I wanted to do like, um, I wanted to go to SAE or mm -hmm. like YAD in Milan for like, um, audio engineering, you know, but I think I was too young to understand what I do now, you know, like now I kind of regret that I didn't do it, you know, because now I'm more interested in those kind of, um, subjects than before mm, I was, I, see, yeah. I was young and I wanted to just like learn how to do it, you know, instead of like studying mm -hmm. um so i finished my high school and i was like looking for um like a like a dj more like a producer dj producer school so i went to i went to i found this school in milan and i did it for i finished i got my diploma you know what, what, I, what was it called the course you did Uh, I was like, uh, I was like producer, like was a producer course and they were like teaching like music, how music production kind of music. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Music, music production. They were teaching, um, Ableton, which I didn't know at, at that time because, um, because, um, I started doing the first things with logic. So for me, Ableton was like a completely new thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and I started... Do you remember which, which uh, version of life it was when you started? I think seven. Ah, okay. Yes, I think seven when I, when I started. Wow. Now we have like the 11. 11, yeah. Yeah, 11. <laughs> so, um, or even, even earlier, probably, I, do, I don't really remember. So, like around like six, seven, live six, seven. And yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really know anything about Ableton before. So I started this course, this course and they, they blew my mind, you know, that like they completely opened my brain with, uh, with Ableton because it was exactly what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, like the, the live session is really, is really interesting for somebody that like doesn't know about it especially for, for someone who came from logic <laughs> which the which you only have like the session view you don't have the live session so i was like okay i can pull like how many clips you know i want i can jam i can create my patterns i can create whatever i want so for me it was like okay he actually really like opened my opened my mind so and they were teaching you know like the like the basics how to create sounds how to create clips how to warp how to copy and paste at the beginning and then we got like more like into theory of the music mm -hmm. do, and, do you have like a music uh, theory background do you play any um, instrument no i mean i i don't 
I would really like my favorite instruments, for instance, is piano. Can, I, can you play it? I can I can play a bit, just like a tiny bit. But like I didn't I didn't get any uh, lesson. But it's something that I'm planning to because I really would really love to be confident and play something. You know? Mm, yeah, yeah. I would I would love to as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I do. I do understand about like when something is not in like in the same like tune or like when it's like out of tune, I do really, I think I'm a kind of lucky that I can understand when it's not okay. Mm-hmm. When two tonalities are like crashing, are, like clashing. So, but yeah, but I don't have like a background of like a music, a music school or like anything related yeah, so do, do you think that um, a background of music or like the general music theory is necessary for producing techno or like what with your insights you had in your production school was it mm, important to have like background knowledge um well i have like a different view right now you know than than when i started for sure having like um like a really theoretical and um, like um music the background you know it's it's really important you know because it makes it makes everything easier you know also like when you when you want to write like a melody whatever if you, even though if it's like a syncopatic melody whatever but it's it's really important to to have like to know about it because you know like Kind of, we want to have like the kick in the same in the same note. The bass needs to uh, needs to be in the same in the same note. The the synth line as well. So it is it is important, but uh, like yeah, like nowadays it's really easy to get like with the, with the technology. It's really easy to get like nice melodies. Because we, because of like sequencers are like really, like really smart, you know, mm-hmm, and you can sure, yeah. randomize uh, like as much as you want until you get like something that your ears like, like, you know, so it's, it's, mm, I would say that you don't need it, but if you, if you want to stand out somehow and want to make something more interesting can be like a good plan to have a, a music uh, background. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I said like I'm planning to because I really would like to know more about music. Mm. Even though I mean I've been I've been producing since more than since more than 10 years and uh, I know about it but like you know when you, when you feel that it's like something is missing, you know? Also, like being, like it gives you like the the chance to to be faster in the creativity uh, part, you know. Because like sometimes you get like stuck in a in a melodic loop mm. that you don't know how to harmonize it, how to make it more. Um, uh, I would say like less like simple, you know, to be to be like more interesting. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when you have like a lack of uh, knowledge about music, you don't really know where to put notes. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So that's why I said like, like uh, w- w- having sequencers it helps, 
because you can like set the sequencer to like a certain uh, scale or like a note, whatever you want. And it helps for sure. And everything it's like, like technology. So if you say like, okay, just like give me the pentatonic uh, of like uh, C, whatever, it stays there, whatever, whatever you randomize the notes. So it stays like on scale. So the, the technology really helps like producer a lot, even though you don't have like a music background. Yeah, so yeah, see, if you don't have music background, you can still make things on note. So it's really, it's, but like back in the days, it was more difficult. Huh? Yeah, Think yeah, about yeah. it. Like Yeah, yeah. Technology definitely helps. And it's a huge, a huge point nowadays that everyone can produce uh, nice tracks with, yes. with this technology available today. So um, I want to get a little bit more into your creative um, work mm -hmm. when, when you work creatively and you start tracks. Um, so first uh, I asked you the question before, um, what, what kind of main genre are you considering yourself when you produce tracks? What would, what would you say? Like, and, and which, which elements are important for this kind of genre you're producing? Okay. Like for sure, like my music changed. If you go on, uh, on my, on my history of the tracks, I started like producing slower than, than now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also important to find your, to your place in a, in a genre and in the, in the music field. So I, I totally understand that you're, you're moving a little bit from where you started. Yes. But I, I really like also to see the process of an artist, how, how the artist like started producing, you know, and I, sometimes I'm really curious to, to know how, whatever, like DVS, DVS one bank clock, um, our like idols, you know, in the, in the techno scene started. And I went back in the days and they also like started like doing different techno that they, that they do now. Yeah, for sure. That they do now. So, and I really respect that because like, um, being an artist, it's also like being like a human being. So you like go, you go through phases of your life, you yeah, know, hundred percent. Yeah. So also like emotions and feelings are changing. So sometimes you feel like more, uh, melancholic, more emotional. So you, you, you produce more with your like heart, your soul. And sometimes you're like, kind of feel like angry, frustrated or whatever, and you make like another kind of music. So that's why also what I like about not having uh, limitations on my creativity part, because I can be really emotional, melodic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will, we will get to that. Yeah. Yes. Because limitations is also a good, good point. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really like to put like obstacles in my creativity. Like I do what I feel. I don't think, oh, do you think that other people would like this? I don't really work like this. I do, I do, I do follow like, like in my whole life, I do follow my, my heart, my, my soul, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you start like a new project, um, what is like the first, or how do you get creative when you start a project to, to work on? Uh, this also like depends about my mood, you know? So as I said before, I can, I can, I can make like some ambient experimental down tempo. I can, I can go four and four. I can go, I can go break beat. I can go whatever, you know, it doesn't, I never start saying, okay, okay. Now I make a track for clockworks. No, I, 
I don't, I don't really, I don't really like my body doesn't really work like this, you know, like my, my brain and my creativity that does, doesn't really work like this. I get, I work like, I get inspired by everything. I can, I can get inspired by people, places, clubs, traveling, you know, I really love like also producing while I'm traveling. I love recording. I was in Tenerife this summer and was like recording a lot of like natures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. That's really you nice. You know, like uh, noises from the speed, from from the people, from the city. Uh, yeah, it, ma- it makes it makes tracks definitely unique uh, because it's something you can't really uh, replicate yes, that easy. I, and and, and know, I really like it as well. Yeah. When I when I go when I go to exhibitions and there are like some audio like voices speaking, I always record. You know, then I put inside Ableton and like into my temper and I change, I tune, I pitch, whatever, you know, I have like a, actually finished a track. Um, I was in, uh, I was in Roma in Italy and there was like water, like coming down from a balcony mm-hmm. and just like bumping on like a, on a car on the, um, on the frame, you know, of mm-hmm. the, of the car. And it was like doing this, like talk, 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 talk like sounds you know and it felt like really really techno kind of like tribal techno and i recently used and for a track that i that i finished you know and, and you do record it with your phone then, or? yeah yeah with with my phone i mean i have like my my recorder as well uh, like a tascam but yeah if i'm if i'm around you know and i'm traveling i'm with friends and I don't have my recorder, I just like use my, my iPhone. Yeah, 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 I heard a lot of people using their iPhone for doing recordings um, of samples. Yeah, and probably it's not like, like oh, sorry, like quality wise is not the best recorder, of course. But you, you can definitely use it, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. it, I mean it, it also because what, what, what I record, I always like post-process, you know, yeah, and I sure. put my chains, my, my effects, my my everything you know that i that i have on ableton yeah yes. yeah yeah so so you, you have your workaround or your workflow um um set up like do you have workflows that that are unique to like how you work on tracks do you know what i mean yeah yeah i know i know <laughs> what i mean um like for instance as you can see because we have like my ableton open i have like already like a template you know of when, my, when, you, when you start able when i start that. when i open like a new project I have like a template I have like my sender returns, like reverbs, like long reverbs, short reverb, like a bit of whatever, like saturation or like delay. And, you know, like, as you can see, people can't see, but yeah, we could, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have like, um, I work like with Overbridge with the analog rhythm that I use for my drums, but not only for drums, I can put whatever sample inside and use it. Yeah. So I work Overbridge with the USB and I'm like able to already start jamming, you know, I can already um, make whatever, whatever I want, like a beat, you know, yeah, just like yeah. putting sound. And so when, when you start a beat, um, usually do you start with like drums or with a melody or how do you usually start your tracks? Is there, is there, a, or if, if even if there is a, a routine you have? Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So as I said, I mean, it also like depends a lot about my, my mood and what I want to do, you know, like sometimes, you know, I go through, because I mean, I tend to not have a lot of VST. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to be limited somehow, you know, 
because there, there, there is the limitation. <laughs> yes, there, there is and there is not. I mean, like talking about creativity, no, absolutely not. Because I'm, I always, I mean, I listen to any kind of music. I listen to pop, I listen to whatever uh, ambient or like more uh, experimental music. I like to, I get inspired also like from um, groove mm. that they're like no, normally like in techno, you know, you can take like some references, like some... No, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's, You know, and it's yeah. really, it's really inspiring because I, then you are like... And it's, all, it's also important, um, at least in my opinion, to, to get inspired from, from things outside of the techno realm. Um, to yeah, create this. I don't know, like to to break a little bit the borders, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, to create something unique. That's at least my opinion. I I really I always like look for that. You know, I like to put like orchestral elements in techno, for instance. You know, like like drums from from like a real uh, drummer inside. For instance, you know, inside my my project, I can use, um, quars, I can use like whatever, you know, it, it, but what I was like trying to say, um, we have like so many PSDs, you know, and so many plugin and we get lost mm. or like on how many we have, but like about like my limitation, it was like, it's good to have something that it's like limited, you know, if we were talking about the, the syncussion before, you know, you have this and you have like, you have like seven sounds and that's all. I mean, you can modulate, you can do, you can do whatever, whatever you want, like post-processing, but at the end of the day, you have like seven different sounds and two panels. Okay. Uh, we had a small um, interruption, but Let's get back to your workflow where we were, uh, where we left. Um, you said that you start your tracks with, for example, the syncussion for some point for voices. Like, do you do you work mainly with your synthesizers or with samples, or how do you get your your sounds? I do have like um like a hybrid hybrid <laughs> like a hybrid uh, workflow. I like to work with synthesizer and I like to work in the box. So, um. It's important for me to to have like a hybrid uh, workflow, so I can have the access to VST, which are really good, and I can have access to my synthesizer, my analog part, you know. So as I said before, I have like a template when I when I open Ableton that I have everything already connected, you know. Everything is synced. I work for instance. Everything with, you you mean everything your your hardware devices? Yes, everything is already synced in this like template. So I have like, um, like a bit step that sent, um, midis to the syncussion and the electron part, which is like the rhythm and the hit. They're like, they work USB. So everything is synced, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's overbridge, I don't know if I still call it like analog, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean. Good, good question. Yeah, but I mean the the devices are kind of analog, or, or the the uh, analog rhythm is hybrid as well. But I I know what you mean. You get your analog sounds into Ableton. <laughs> some, yes. Some haters would say it's uh, not analog then, but I, <laughs> I know what you say. Okay. Okay. And um, then, I'm not like a like a purist. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I don't I don't really care. 
Yeah, like yeah. where the sound comes from, you know, like the same discussion. Uh, are you, is it like a real DJ if it doesn't, if it doesn't play vinyls, you know, I'm not at this, I'm not so extremist, you know, on, uh, on this, at the end, what it really matters is the, is the sound. I you al- know? Yeah. I also believe that the question or like this analog digital hate kind of thing is a little bit outdated. I mean, you can produce killer tracks on just Ableton. Yeah, which yeah. sounds amazing. So I believe um, nowadays the quality is, is way, way better than maybe uh, it, a few years back. It's, it's really important uh, to find your workflow. It's the most important thing. Like me, for instance, I'm really good with, with this workflow. I have like, a, as I said, like a hybrid uh, workflow that I have like my drum machine, my processing, and like, for instance, like the, the, the syncussion can be like a synth line, can be like a bass, can be noises, can be anything you know and then i start like jamming and putting the this hybrid workflow together mm-hmm. with the digital you know so mm-hmm. analog and digital together so to have like a to get my to get as i said like my workflow you know so i put the two words together the analog and the digital yeah i love that yeah that's nice that's really nice so um with your workflow you you get the sounds in Ableton and then how do you usually process them? Do you have like a, a kind of routine how you process your sounds into in Ableton? For example, your synth synth sounds. What? Sorry, your synth sounds. Ah, yeah, my synth. Um, yeah, I mean, I have my my chains, for instance, like uh, the the processing like a chain because like maybe some people don't know what is a chain of like a different yeah, yeah, different sure. uh, okay. different. Um, VST one next to next to the other, you know. So um, you can create, you can like, com- you can start with like a compression, then an EQ, then a, then a, like a distortion, then whatever phaser, flanger, uh, to get like a like a final result, you know. But I'm, I think I'm kind of already at the point what I want to get, you know. So I like to experiment a lot. So try try new features like new uh, VST, but I kind of know already what what I want. Mm, you know, but it took years to get to this point, probably. Yeah, for sure. But I'm always up, and that's what like brings me on. You know, like the passion, the fire inside myself of like trying to not to be not to be like outdated. Um, is it like outdated? Outdated, yeah. It's a, yes. Yeah. Um, so I like to, I like the technology a lot. So I really approve like that part, you know, and I really take it in consideration and I love it, you know, to put it together into my analog side of myself, you know? So, um, yes, it took me like a lot of years, a lot of hours into and nights into Ableton and now I can say that I have my, my workflow, but I'm still learning. And I love that because if you, it's it, this like kind of like uh, producing music, it's like a never ending, like learning part, you know? And, and I love that. And, you know, like sometimes like people ask me, like, how can you, how can you be so fast and finish a track? And for sure, like the workflow, as I said before, it's important find your own workflow because like now that for instance, I started like also the live set, 
I discovered that like all the artists that they do live set, they all, they all have their own way to do live set. So for instance, my way, it's not right. And Isaac, my friend Nathan is wrong. It's just different. And it's about workflow. Yeah. yeah. I think there is no right and wrong. And that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Creative, creative yeah, okay. world, right? and, and that's so, that's so beautiful. What it's like about music and creativity that there are like no rules and what, what is better for you? Maybe for you, it's for, for me, for you. It's like, it's like, okay, for me, it doesn't work in this way because it's not your workflow. So the most important thing is like, find your own workflow and be confident and be um, productive with your, with your workflow. 100%, because, yeah. Yes. How, how long does it take you in, in like a normal, in a standard day, uh, I would say like a standard routine day. Um, how long does it take for you to finish a track with your workflow? It can be two hours, three hours. Really? Yes. Can be, can be eight hours, can be but more you, than... But you finish a track, um, when, when you start a track, you finish it on the same day, mostly? Mostly, yes. I, I tend to start and finish. When it, comes, when it comes to techno, I feel it's like more like a... Um, I would don't want to. I don't want to be rude in saying this, but it's like more like a puking out, you know, <laughs> like emotions, like capturing the emotion, the yes. emotions right when they come. Like, yeah, uh, when you have like this uh, loop, um, or like this idea that works for you, then it's 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 time to write it down. It's time to you know because like I love jamming, I love the jam part, but I, you can't jam for eight hours, and then some when people you, do. <laughs> yes, yes, but. I, I tend to start and finish. And then I tend to start like another project, you know, because that emotions starts and ends there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So I had that feeling. I jam, I write it down, finish. Yeah. And maybe it's, maybe it's not going to be the next techno hit, you know, but it's something that I, that I felt in that moment. So, and now it, when I finish, it's time to move on, move on. Yeah. And probably moving on, I have no ideas because I had, I, I gave everything to the previous project, you know, but like, there are like days that, uh, I feel that make, that my creativity is really low, but I still, I still work on something and it, I don't have to do another track. I can, I can discover new, uh, effects like a new chain. Um, I can... I can make like my sample packs. Yeah. So I you're can, always improving your craft. That's what you want to say. Yes. Like every day. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm making music. Even, uh, even if you're not making music, you're always working on your craft. Uh, let it be something different, but like you're always investing in yes. this creative space. Yeah. It's like, uh, we have, uh, um, a sentence in Italian. I can say that if you want. Yeah, la, yeah, fame, sure, sure. la fame viene mangiando. That means like the hunger comes while eating oh yeah I okay i love it yeah <laughs> you know because um, yeah, that, yeah that's actually uh, that's a good that's a good phrase because i realize sometimes when i'm also not in the mood of producing music i open ableton and i i don't know i, I try some random things and then actually while trying this th the, these things i get into the mood and I, exactly. and, I, and i start producing for hours yes that's that's really the point you know because um like like everything like like playing football whatever you do the more you do the more you get better in it you know what i mean yeah yeah 100 so 
I always say that, yeah, if Cristiano Ronaldo, okay, okay, he was born like really like already like good football player, but if he wouldn't have like trained more than the others, he wouldn't be the best player in the world. Mm. Now people are going to say that Messi is the best one. Yeah, okay, I don't want to open this, uh, this topic. It was just like uh, an example. Uh, but, but yeah, so the more I'm, I have this mentality, the more, the more you do, the more you get and the better you get, you, you get in this. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's, that's definitely uh, something I would subscribe to. Um, okay. So, so getting a little bit more into your workflow, um, what kind of process or step would you call uh, important for the sound you make? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I want to, what I want to ask you? Uh, <laughs> Like, like, what is the most important step in your workflow for the sound you're achieving when you look back at your producing flow mm. and your tracks that you're producing at the moment? Like, which step of your workflow is crucial for your sound? Mm. So before you ask me about my scenes, for instance, you know, I like, so I really like the bleepy Thule, but if you listen to the stuff that I make, It's not really bleepy tooly classic. It's not really like that. So I tend to make it like more interesting, you know, to be. And now we are going back to the to the music theory part, you know, mm -hmm. because when you have when you have the ability to be confident in writing music, you can you can create like really interesting melodies, mm -hmm. like progressions and chords, whatever, you know. So about my synth, I try to really sit and try to find like a captivating like melody that can be like even four notes you know but like combined to uh combined with the with the groove or with like uh like an ambient like whatever drone or like another synth like an uh, arpeggiator on top of this you know try to give like the um something like answering to the main lead you know mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing i realized when i was listening through your tracks as well that um pretty much every track has some like the, the elements interplaying with each other. Mm -hmm. So I believe that you put a lot of work into making the uh, elements work together with each other and really mixing them down really well. So how would you describe your workflow in th this kind of perspective? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like for instance, like the technology in this, it's, uh, it, it plays like a really good part. For instance, you know, if I, if I can't find, something that answer to the main synth we have vsts you know we have like a lot of processing like a uh like a multi effects for instance you know um we were like playing something before and i was showing you um that you know like automations like you have like a whatever like four notes and that the next four notes are like in two three bars and you have like this silence between the two Uh, parts of the the melodies, the synth, you know, doing automations in the last in the last three four notes to have like a an answer to the main sound. You know, mm -hmm. we know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. To make it more interesting, kind of. To make it more interesting, and sometimes you know, it's really it's really difficult to find something that answer to the main yeah, because yeah. of like lack of creativity. You can't find the the right sound or like whatever you try, you don't like it. You know, so. This this can be like a an input for for other people, you know, to be more creative, like in the in the post processing, in the in the processing part, like 
not really on the uh, on the melody itself to make like more notes because like sometimes like three notes are enough yeah we're still talking techno it's minimalistic you don't need too much going exactly. on exactly less less is better no yeah 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 but um yeah so where were we <laughs> Um, yeah, I wanted to, um, yeah, I, I was asking you about the elements which define your sound kind of and how you go there. And um, then you talked about like the effects you're using. And I, that's also a point where I want to maybe jump in. Um, I want to start this um, this thing in the in the podcast where I uh, ask the producer which um, resources they use. <laughs> Because techno is a genre which um, relies heavily on on the sequencers and the synths and all the effects they're using so which which effects are you are you go-to effects when you're looking for um filling the silence for example mm, okay um for instance i really like this um multi effects as i said you know because they create like this um mm, it's like something that i always like changing and making not um Like, like it's like always changing and like not making like boring, you know, something that's like evolves all the time and it's like unpredictable mm -hmm. because like the effects itself. I mean, I like to be in control, but I also like let the like the effects like doing its its work, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think uh, in my opinion, that's that's the most important thing in this repetitive techno world mm -hmm. in which we are kind of. Yeah, uh, that things are moving and. Um, Yeah, changing a little bit because yes. like the, the 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 beat is kind of static and everything repeats itself. Mm -hmm. Like the ambiences and all the noises need to move a little bit around. I I do I do agree a lot. Makes to make it like to make it more uh, interesting. Always like evolving and moving. That's why like automations are like really important. Like not to um, leave like the the sounds always like static. You know, it's yeah. always like it, it's good to have like movement. 100%, yeah. Always, always yeah. like moving. Do you have, to, do you have some go-to tools or effects which you use for movement? And yes, like the, um, we were talking about this before. Um, I really like the portal. I don't remember from which company. Uh, Output. It's from Output. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like portal and I use it a lot for... It's a granular effect kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, 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 it is. So I like it because it's like unpredictable, but you can, you can of course, like everything control it you know um i use it for as i said before like answering to the main uh synth like giving like automation on the one one note of the um on the main melody to give it like a whatever doo -doo, and then like yeah, in the like back a, you know like a variation kind of yes so you have like this kind of the same sound but with the effect and it just like give the answer to them to the main lead you know so it, it's going to it's going to cover this silence that we were talking about before yeah that's clever yeah i like it but i but i also i also like it to as i said before that i'm that i record a lot of stuff so like from nature from people noises uh, um exhibition whatever i put this portal on this um these recordings and i like to put whatever Uh, random even like presets you know and just like changing the preset while the recording goes and then i finish the recording i listen what i what i, what I recorded and there is always like something interesting you know 
that I cut it out. I, I really like uh, to sample, resample, re-resample, you know, and using these like sounds, I can put different sounds inside these like effects and having like different sounds and use it as a, as a groove, you know, or like to create like this interesting loop from this um, processing. So I, re I really like this process of uh, sample, resample and re-resample. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And that's, um, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how, how do you, like when you finish your creative work and, uh, you crafted your sounds, how is there any special process in your mix down when you have like a lot of thing, things going on mm -hmm. also in like in a story stereo field, when I was listening th uh, to your tracks, I listened, um, or I, I realized a lot of movement also in stereo field. Um, is there anything you have to really uh, take care of in the mix down process then when you have so much going on? So what I really think that probably like not so many people know, but this is my opinion, of course, the source is really important. So if the, if, for instance, like if you have like a sample of a kick that is already like sounding, let's say bad, it's really difficult to make it sound good. You know what I mean? So the source, like the choice of the, of the sound is really important. When you start like from a good source, when you have like a nice hat and nice um, tom, a time, a good, a good, uh, good kick, you're like already starting like in a good point, you know? So that's why also like during the years, I started like making my, my own samples and I like them because they represent exactly what I am and what I like to do. Yeah. And so because they're unique as well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's, I don't want to say that I, uh, I always use the same, of course, of course not, because uh, otherwise I, I get bored and mm -hmm. I don't want to get bored in this like process, but I tend always to record new samples that they really represent my music. So about the, the mixing part, um, starting from good sources is really important. And if we, if we want to go, like really technical, we, we can really go. Um, so for instance, as we do techno, like the low ends are really important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it actually what like people are dancing on, you know, it's the first feeling that you, that you have, like when you go to a club, mm -hmm. it's the base. What do you feel like on your, on your belly? Yeah, you know, hundred percent. That's, that's, uh, why we probably love that genre. And yes. why, why we go to the places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I really work a lot on the low ends, but like, I don't want to say a lot that I spend the whole day on a kick and a bass. I prefer like to, okay, it sounds good. It covers like the frequencies that I, that I, that I think that are like good mm -hmm. for what I'm doing. I move on, you know? What, what do you usually do to, uh, to process your low ends? Um, so for instance, I really like to uh, group the low, the low ends, like the kick and the toms. And I tend to, I'm, I'm the person who, um, who thinks also like in this, like less is more one kick. I I've seen like project with like three bases, four toms. That's, you know, then it gets really difficult to mix it mm -hmm. because if you have like a lot of sounds covering the same frequencies, then it's a pain in the ass to, to, to mix all of these sounds, you know? So I prefer to have one kick, one good bass and one tom 
and I'm okay, you know, because when I know that they don't cover the same frequencies and they don't clash to each other, it's it's really good. So again, like the cho like the choice of the of the sounds is really important. And I think like probably like this you understand after like a bit of like years of a bit of like uh, experience. But you you really notice that, you know, because like also it's it's crazy to say, but like like when you when you have like a lot of low ends, they affect also the high ends. Did you notice? Like how do you mean that? Okay. So when you're when you're low ends, when you're like listening to a track that you're doing, when you have like low too much low ends, in the perception of in the perception of your ears, you feel that the highs are missing. Are missing. Have okay, you ever yeah, noticed yeah, that? Yeah, I think I yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And if you if you put la, like down your your lows, then you feel again the the highs. So it's it's a it's a matter of like balancing the sounds and as i said before i prefer to have like um a group of like kick um whatever bass can be like a, an operator i can can be like a tom um but I, i really care about like frequencies which frequencies i i want to i want to cover so the tom like the tom needs to stay there the bass doesn't have to clash with the with the kick or if they if they If they clash like on the on the same frequencies, I'm working with, for instance, like dynamic dynamic EQ. So, kind of side chaining the frequencies. Exactly. Kick, yeah, yeah. Side chain side chain is really important. You know, I also like tend to uh, leave like the space for the kick. You know, so where where the kick um, plays, you know, I tend to not write anything on the kick. You know, for instance, like the kick, in, like it rhythmically in the rhythmically, yeah. exactly. On like on the on the MIDI, if like the the kick is like one five nine thirteen, okay, in a in a sequencer, let's say four 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 four, four yeah. exactly. I tend to write like the bass on two three four, uh, six seven eight. You know, like in in places where the kick doesn't doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. To have like the kick having like its own space. Okay. Yeah, I see tend to not to like clash the yeah. uh the frequencies you know so like the kick has its own space the bass is there and the toms are there you know okay cool yeah and and then you process the whole the bus um together mm -hmm. and give it saturation and compression because i have the feeling when i listen to your tracks that your low end is really really on point and really kind of sounded really compressed i mean it was master as, as well but yes but do you compress your kick and bass uh, together and i i tend to go Okay, for instance, like there are like some projects that I have like the um, Ableton like drum bus on the on the group to give it like a bit of like uh, glueness, yeah, to to have it like everything a bit like together to glued. But like in a phase of mix down, I prefer to work sound by sound, so like a bit like at the end of the processing uh, when I when a track is finished and I want to go mixing. If I feel that the That the kick needs a bit of like punch. I can go with like a gentle saturation, okay. but like a multi-band, for instance, like a multi-band. Like if I feel like a lack on the attack of the kick, I'm gonna work on the more like the um, high highs. Yeah, on the let's call it like high frequencies of the of the kick. Uh, if I feel that the that the bass like needs more like the 
40, 50, whatever, you know, or like uh, 50, 80. I can, I can put like any queue and I try to leave everything at its own space, you know? Mm -hmm. So coming back to the process can be, I like to work uh, sound by sound in like in a mix down. So I can put like a bit of compression on the kick. I can, the same, I can put like a side chain on the, um, on the bass and also like on the toms, you know? Yeah. Okay. But, but you're not processing every like low end together on a bus, on a bus. Uh, yes. Yes. Can like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a rule. It's like sometimes when you have like, a like kick lows and kick, uh, kick bass and toms in the same group, it sounds good because they are like glued by, for instance, this, uh, drum bus. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't work. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that, okay, you have to group the low ends and you have to put the drum bus because like for, for me it can sound good in a project and for you it doesn't work. Okay. Okay. You yeah, know? I see what, yeah. So it's really objective. Like it's really, it's really subject, subjective, like subjective, uh, subjective. Yeah. Yes. Like really personal. So, uh, yeah, I tend to like in the mix down part to really care about every single sound. You know, if I feel like there, like a, there is like a lack of stereo, uh, I tend to, you know, like if I have like a layer of like three, four shakers or like had like fast, like 16 ads, I normally decide which one has to go stereo because if I, if I put everything stereo, then I lose the turn, the transient. Okay. Because when you put everything stereo, then you're like missing a bit of the, the transient, okay, yeah. of the of the sound. So I normally decide one one sound in the drums, which has which which one has to be on the on the stereo side, you know? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I work a lot also like with with panning, and to give it like a bit of movement on the on the panning. So also like uh, we said we said before the interview like some ear candies for the listeners, you know. Because also like it's nice when you have because we we produce this, but like the like the like people are like listening with their like AirPods with their like normal earphones like ear ear earphones earphones yes, yeah, yes yeah. earphones um, when they are around in the in the metro in whatever you know so and yeah even know. even at the club I think a uh, lot of loads of. Um, Systems are stereo as well, even though there is this. Uh, this I actually, thing. it's the opposite. Yeah, there is a thing going on that uh, a lot of systems in the clubs are mono, but I think it's a myth. I think I think it's a myth. Okay. <laughs> most of the systems are stereo uh, uh, nowadays, but some some of them maybe may maybe mono. But um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you. Yeah, when you are like listening, then everything in mono, you lose the. You lose the concept, you know, if you have like rights or like heads that are like moving from right to, uh, from the right to the left, you don't really feel it. You don't really feel that. Or, you know, or like sometimes when you, when you really put something like really too much like stereo and yeah. then you play this like in a mono, hey, you lose, you lose the sound. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, but, but it's, it's still nice to have this ear candy for people who listening, listening yeah. on earphones and to general give it some more space. I've, I feel like this like stereo thing, I don't want to say that it's like more for uh, pop music, but there is like a huge difference between like techno that is like more, let's say, mono-wise, okay? Yeah. And when you listen to like pop, you can really feel like the stereo side. And exactly, I was like listening to 
uh, this uh, mixer and mixing engineer, Irko from, uh, he's Italian, but he lives uh, in uh, in the US. And um, he said like, ah, I want, not to me, but it was like giving a review to another, another artist. Like, I want you to put this like so stereo that if you put it in mono, you don't listen to the sound, you know? And I was like, what, what does it, what does it mean? You know? Because like, also I think like pop music, is like more listening to other devices than like a club, you know? So yeah, you, sure, yeah. you don't, you don't lose this feeling of the, of the stereo. But like, as we said, like if you, if, if I put like the clubs completely like stereo and then we go to a club that it like the, 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 the sound system is mono. And I'm like, where are my clubs? You know? So I, I don't know. I don't really know if it's what is right or what is wrong. Yeah, as, as before, I think there is no right and wrong. <laughs> yes, there's <laughs> no really rule. Yeah, it's, but a, it's about like what you want. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it when I listened through your tracks. Uh, um, there was something that stood out, the stereo field and everything was going on. So I think it's, it's nice to have. And it's, uh, it makes tracks more alive, kind of. Yes, I really, I, I agree on this and I really like to being in the, in the process of, in the process of mixing, to yeah. be honest, I really like that because, uh, you're free to put whatever sounds you want in whatever position you want. Yeah. That's, nice. that's, uh, that's the part that I like, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like painting a little, little bit, <laughs> painting yeah. with the sounds and putting them uh, yes. where they're where I need to go. <laughs> yes. I mean, for sure you need like a bit of, uh, um, knowledge about, about mixing for sure. Uh, because as we said, like there are like no rules, but somehow, yes, you know, when you, when you, you want to like on the low ends, you know, you want to cut like from the 26. Yeah. That's also what, what I wanted to ask you. So you put your, your base in, in mono. For what sure. do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. But maybe some producers, they, they don't, I don't know. Maybe you have some special thing going on or like, a... uh, yes, I normally, I normally do. Yes. Yeah. yeah so I do. I do that to be sure. Not because I'm not sure. Just like to be sure that yeah. it's mono, you know, but like a sample utility from, uh, from Ableton does it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, and yeah, for the for the low ends, uh, yes, but like for the other stuff, I really look at the um, at the spectrum, like the of the of the track, you know. So if I look at the spectrum and I see that like some frequencies are missing, I try to cover those like frequencies are missing with something. Okay, so then you try to find a new sound source to cover this frequency range. It can be it can be this. You imagine it can be the same sound. It can be the same sound pitch it down one octave it, it, has, it can already give you the the frequencies that you're missing mm. or if we are like talking it also like depends which frequencies that we are talking okay but like there are like many there are like many ways to find some other sounds to cover the frequencies are missing but this also this it's not a rule because like if the if the track sounds good with that frequencies is that that frequency is missing you don't care you don't really care you know you don't really have to cover all the frequencies on the on the spectrum you know i mean i try to but if it's if it sounds like full 
enough to say, okay, it's done. I like it like this. And the track is okay. If that frequency frequency is missing, I'm okay with that. You know? Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm also. Uh, I'm always struggling when I produce tracks. I realize that um, I have like yeah, low end going on, of, of course, and highs, but around thousand seven hundred to thousand hertz, kilohertz. Um, there's a little bit missing, and I struggle with filling this frequency range. Uh, and usually in in hip hop or in in uh, pop, there's like the the vocals uh, in in this frequency range. So I don't know. In techno, I have the feeling, or in my tracks at least, that around this uh, area there's some some lag some some uh, things missing and I, i need to work around that so maybe i will try some of your <laughs> of yeah your it, but as i said like um um it's also also like to know which which sound which sound cover which frequencies like you can you can you can play a kick and see like where it where it goes You can play a hat and you see like which frequency it, uh, it covers. So like the, the knowledge, this is also like makes you more experienced in this, you know, because like when you know which sound can cover which, which place, which, which frequency, it's already, it's already a good point. Because if you know that like from the 700 to 1000, you said, yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, if you know which sound can cover the, the frequencies, then you're not you're 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 good with that it's it's a it's a matter of like uh, also like a knowledge yeah you know yeah, but something you have to learn and to figure out yes okay uh, i want to wrap this up a little bit uh so if you would um give yourself or or yeah if you would need to give yourself some advice for like your younger yourself kind of um what what kind of piece of advice would it be to make your producer life easier you know what i mean <laughs> yes Or for example, for people listening, uh, what kind of advice do you think is crucial for uh, finding their workflow, finding their sound? Um, it can be also like really subjective. It's really personal. But what I can say, it's work, work and work, you know, like spend, spend time, spend time on this, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> Say no to your friends. No, I'm not coming out tonight and I'm not hanging out. No, I'm joking. But it's, no, but it's, it's not joking. That's, <laughs> that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, if you, if you look at the people who like stand it out in the scene, there is a reason why they did. No? Yeah, because uh, they are nerds and producing at home and uh, not going out or what do you mean? <laughs> because they probably, I mean, there are like many aspects, you know, but like for sure, they worked more than the others. Probably, yeah. I mean, already like starting from like a, um, a good thing. I mean, you have to be good in doing something, you know? I mean, you can always get better, but when you're like already good in doing something, uh, you already like start in, uh, in advance, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But especially with putting a lot of work in there and spending a lot of time, yes. you could, uh, you can make yeah you can make this um how you say it? like you you could be you could get better yes even if you don't have the um knowledge the knowledge kind of or like the the, the background um music knowledge uh you can still make it up with work a little, little more a little bit more than the other people do yes <laughs> you know what i mean 
So um, yeah, I get what you mean that with working. Yeah, working is the, the, the most important Yes, and thing. having like, you know, when then people approach you because they like your music and when they ask you for demos or like, oh, you have like something to show me uh, when you have for sure like, okay, quality. Quality is important. For me, quality is more important than quantity. I'm at this like uh, kind of like school. But it's also important having like a catalog, you know? Because yeah. like now I'm like at this point that like, for instance, like labels like are like approaching me to ask for demos and this and that. Imagine if I, you how, know. How many do you send when labels approach you for demos? How, how many would you think uh, do you need to send to them to, to labels to, at least? Okay, to, if, um, there's like, I mean, I would, I would say that a minimum of, a minimum of 10 tracks. 10 tracks, okay. A minimum, I would say, because it shows to like the... Commitment? Uh, no, it, it, it shows like to, to the, to the, um, to the A&R of the label, to like who is like uh, in charge of the selecting music that, okay, this artist has like something to say, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because if you send like two tracks, It's like, uh, I, I don't have so much choice in this, you know, like I don't have like enough tracks to make an EP. Uh, if I, if I don't like none of the tracks, I cannot even put this track in a various artist, for instance. So having like a catalog, like nowadays is really important, you know, like quantity is, is only, is also important. I have been like con also like constant in uh, releasing music is important, yeah. you know? To stay relevant in this. To stay relevant and, you know, for instance, like in our scene, being in every one USB stick, you know, like the more, the more you get played from, from artists, the more you get like a... Recognition. Exactly. Yeah. So quality is at first, you know, but like quantity as well. So being constant and being, uh, being in the scene and being seen by the scene is also, is also really important. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that. And with, um, you had like, uh, yeah, loads of releases also on respected labels. How would you, um, give advice to, to new people or new producers starting out, uh, approaching labels? Yes. First of all, I will, I will start saying like, do not, do not follow any trends. Do, do what you like. Do may like make what you, what you feel good because like, This is actually like your, um, this is your face kind of, you know, because like then people recognize you because of this music and you have to, you have to feel comfortable with the music. Um, how do you say that in English? I don't remember your, uh, when you, when you present yourself with a card, What do you mean? If you go like to a, like a businessman, yeah. they have like a card like there. Uh, uh, I, know, I know it in German. Visitenkarte. <laughs> yeah, visit, visit, like visit card. Um, is it? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the, my, my point is, it's your, it's your visit, it's your visit card, you know? So people, people know you for, for the music you're releasing, you know? And, and I don't want to be in the situation that, uh, I am being called to perform a music that I don't feel mine. You know what I mean? Mm, I think so, yeah. So for me, it's really important to be 
real, not real with the scene, real with myself first. Yeah, because yeah. I I wanna I wanna feel I wanna feel good with myself. I wanna feel good with my I wanna feel myself when I perform my music or the music that I like. Yeah, when you're listening back to the tracks you released, uh, do you still feel confident confident about these tracks, and do you still like them, even though you listen to them? I don't know, maybe hundred times while producing. There are for sure some tracks that I don't really feel myself nowadays like as i said before i started like producing 126 128 bpm at the, like at the very beginning but like for instance like that 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 track um i think it was like my first release it was like more like deep techno i would say but like it has like that track it has it has like a meaning you know it was like my first track that i did in berlin Like my first winter outside was like snowing a lot. So it has like a lot of emotions. So if there is like, if there are like emotions and feelings inside, you can feel it and you can still feel it like yours and you can still feel, okay, it was me at that moment, you know? So that's why I really try to make music with, with my soul. Mm -hmm. You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. With, with something that I, when I release it, I'm like, fuck you know this this is me and i'm i'm proud of i'm proud of this and i i don't want i don't want to feel and i'm okay, i'm completely okay if like some people don't really get it because you always have like some people that don't like it and some people they love it you know and yeah but but it's great when you when you feel this way because uh, i don't know and some artists they produce tracks and they when they are done and finished they don't want to listen to them or they don't want to play them <laughs> Because they listen to them so often uh, while producing, or, yes. or, or for example, uh, Johnny Depp, who doesn't want to see his movies in which he's in, where, because he can't see himself playing, you know, because he he shot the movie. Wow, this, this kind of feeling. Okay, have, have a lot of producers have this feeling. But I also, I mean, this is not the case of Johnny Depp because he's like super experienced actor and whatever. Okay, we all know that. M but may like, maybe this is a myth, but I, I heard that he's not uh, watching his movies. <laughs> okay, that's 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 weird. Okay, but I mean, I, I understand that because before when I was like not sure about my music, as you said, I was not, I, I was not playing it, you know, mm. because I, I didn't feel that it was like on the same level of other artists. Yeah, 100%. I know what you mean, yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. So it can be also like a lack of uh, um, confidence, mm. you know? So, and right now I'm at the point that I, that I do perform always, almost, uh, almost, all, also live set. So the live set is only my tracks, in this case, like the USO project. So our track, our tracks. And I feel completely okay with that. And since I started like performing live, I do, I do love DJing still. But like, since I started like doing the live set, I'm like, wow, this is like another dimension. This is like another world. I don't want to say that I only, I only want to play live because it's not true because I love DJing. I love, I love digging. I love touching. I love doing my, I love working with my vinyls, with my turntables, whatever. But like doing live set is, it's another state of mind, you know, because you only play your music and doing the live set, it has like pros and cons. And I always thought about it because you have to think that, um, okay. So preparing like, When you play your own music, you actually are in the studio and you are doing something that you feel between like these four walls, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
so you don't really have the capacity the um, the knowledge to to feel the people the dancers you know because you never know if they understand what they are listening you know what i mean yeah. like being a dj they give you the chance to really see the people you know and see the reaction so also like when i when i start like like a dj set i start like i don't want to say like five deep like different type of techno but i i try to cover different phases of techno to see also like the reaction of the people also like it depends like how young is the crowd uh where i'm playing you know it's mm. it's important and like sometimes um when the crowd is not really educated for your sound uh like at the end of the day your job is to make them dancing you know yeah 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 you I know mean, what that's, that's that's why we produce these tracks or what we produce these tracks for mostly <laughs> so it's important so just like to make it short like the difference between the live and the dj set that the dj set uh can give you like the chance to uh change the mood of your of your dj set whenever you want you know by by reading the people but when you perform a live set that it was like prepared before and like no let's say like no improvisation you know what i mean it can be also like not understood from the people and also like depends from the crowd you know you can have like a young crowd that wants like you to banging 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 you know and you have like a like simple techno live set and maybe like djing you can you can you can choose between like your selection your playlist more like banging stuff but when you prepare like a live set then it's not i don't want to say that it's not banging but it's like it's your sound yeah yeah i know what you mean but like like the the direction is kind of predefined when you do a live set yes it is it is definitely 100 so it's really difficult to improvise like during the live set yeah how, how many how many um like synths or hardware devices do you have when you perform live like how do you perform live um with the uso project we have like a digiton from electron we are like a bit nerd of uh, electron i love i love electron i yeah, really like I, I, i can see it yeah. yeah i love i love the the brain of electron it's really difficult at the beginning to get yeah, into I, that. i had some i had some as well and uh, i couldn't get my head around it with the whole menu diving and uh, i don't know i didn't like it too yeah, much but you know like once you get it's like learning a new language you know once you get like confident with that you get like a, like a click in your brain and you finally can get into that you know so it's like a it's like a matter of like a like kind of like learning like a new language but it's it's really it's really interesting so coming back don't want to be too long on this uh-huh okay so the analog rhythm for the for the drums all the drums um are coming from the okay also like in the live set it's like a hybrid hybrid uh because we so have, you have ableton as well yeah ableton as well Right, right now we we're gonna think about like going doless so without uh, without computer probably like adding like a octa track oh, for yeah. instance also of an electron yes also <laughs> but i guys if you want to tell me like another sampler better than uh the octa track i would be super up so thank you in advance um yeah so like the main brain is the is ableton and you know we play we play gems like like completely like live and also like our tracks like decomposed is it like decomposed yeah, 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 yeah. okay <laughs> could be like a take it as like a bad thing no it's not like track decomposed like tra like uh drums basses huh? i tend to put all the drums inside the analog rhythm from the from the project and leave some inside inside the ableton because of the transitions you know 
and many other many other things yeah 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 so and then um the syncussion for sure uh for noises and also like main leads the beat step that sends the um, the notes to the the midi midi information to the to uh, the, the beat step is your master clock then or no the master clock the master clock <laughs> the master clock is um, Ableton. is Ableton yes and then we have at the end of the chain at the end of the, at the end of everything to give it like a bit of like pump uh, the analog heat from from also from electron <laughs> yes from electron as I said the digiton and then to to uh, handle all this channel on Ableton, we use like an uh, Akai APC40. Oh, okay. Yes, because it has like eight channels and uh, in the live set we have like eight channels with like sends and return. It's really, it's really cool. Yes. Okay, so nice. Giuseppe, Giuseppe, the other guy from you, so uh, is taking care of uh, the launching, launching the scene and um, the, Ableton, the Ableton part and I do take care of the syncussion and the drums and always like around you should can i promote myself for yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, for sure yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, like the hate channel just like release uh, our live set we recorded uh, at riverside studios in berlin so if you go check it, check it out <laughs> yeah if you are interested to see how we work live set you can go and watch okay, it nice yeah. um also because we are talking about this right now um what, what are your your top resources you use while producing um like hardware software, plugins, whatever, because yeah, techno is a genre uh, which relies on the tools. Do you have, do you have anything in mind which uh, you can't work without in your studio? Oof. Okay. Um, so we mentioned, I mentioned already the analog part. So yeah, the syncussion, the analog rhythm and this stuff, I use it mostly. I mean, they're like all in my, my production. So like the, all the drums are coming from the rhythm. Okay. So also like the toms, for instance, and then if I want to write like a bass, I do like, uh, I do an Ableton. As I said, I really like this um, hybrid uh, workflow. Um, by like talking about like VST, uh, how many have to choose? As many as you want. Oof. Okay. So <laughs> maybe, maybe let, let's say three. Three. Okay. So as you can see from my, from my Ableton, I don't really have a lot of um, VST. Like there are like so many, but I, okay, I can't live without Fab Filter Bundle. Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah. So I use a lot of um, oh well EQ. I really love the um, the Fab Filter Micro, the the filter, which I prefer um, than the Auto Filter from Ableton because it keeps uh, more live on the basses. You know, like mostly if, when you put like the filter on the basses. Um, Playing with the peak and the in the resonances of the of the filter, the frequencies, it keeps like more live on the on the basses. You know okay. what I mean? No, not really. Okay, <laughs> uh, when you work on transitions, you know, and you wanna you wanna high pass the uh, the high pass. I always confuse with the high pass and yeah, the low do, pass. Me, yeah, me too. <laughs> But, but what, what do you yes, low like? low pass. Yeah, exactly. Low, low pass. pass. Okay. When you low pass your so cut the highs kind of. No, then then the opposite. When I when I high pass um, the lows, um, the Fab Filter Micro gives me still this like high passing live. You know, I, it's really difficult to to describe it, but I I, I prefer more high passing the lows uh, with the with the Fab Filter Micro 
uh, instead of the auto filter from uh, from Ableton. I need to check this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you you later. Um, It it like leaves a bit of more. Uh, base. Ah, it's really difficult to to describe it, but yeah, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. You, yeah, you can try people that are listening. Yes, um, not really like a huge fan of the reverb from Fab Filter, but I I love. I mean, of course, I love the EQ. Which I, is your go-to reverb? Reverb, I would say uh, Realm from Native Instruments. So mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. bundle that I can't live without. So the Native Instruments bundle. Uh, I really like I really like, I really like uh, Reactor Contact. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I great. really love. Um, yeah, Reactor. Is, you can spend hours in Reactor trying. I'm gonna um, say something that it's gonna make people a bit sad, but like one of my favorite VST from from Native Instruments, Absinthe. And Absinthe, it's you're not gonna find it anymore on the bundle because it's like out of. The, I've never heard of it actually. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I can use it for. Um, I mostly use it for not for main scenes, but like for ambient around, like drones, soundscapes, and is it in, inside Reactor or what? Is no, it? it's like it's a it's from in, native instruments. Yes, from native instruments, but it's uh, out of production. Yeah. You know, it's it's you're not gonna find it anymore. You cannot even buy it. Okay, sad. <laughs> yes, but, uh, but maybe in uh, deep web spaces you find it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably yes. Um, I really love the Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Shimmer Reverb. I use it like a lot as in like send return. Oh, okay. Uh, I use it, like also like a room. I haven't tried. I haven't tried. I just tried room and uh, the vintage reverb, but the Shimmer. I haven't the tried Shimmer either. is crazy. It's also good for uh, you know putting hundred uh, percent wet on a sound, and it creates like a ambience, kind ambience of. Mm-hmm. or like a pad, whatever. You can even decide like how much feedback, and you can even. You know, with the shimmer, you goes like up to octaves, you know, mm-hmm. the sound, and you can decide how much you want to go up. Um, what else do I use a lot? Mm, I really love the D16. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I love the, um, like, Dechimor, Devastor, uh, Sigmund. Man. It's a delay, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, it's crazy because it has like four channels inside that they work um, simultaneously and they work also like one by one. So you can decide like the volume and how much delay and what kind of delay. <laughs> crazy, like multi, multi-effect delay based on delay. But it's really, it's really nice. Can completely change your sound. Um, I really like, I don't want to forget anything about this because it's really something that I like. I uh, well, I really like uh, the sound toys. Oh yeah, I love uh, decapitator, um, my micro micro shift, micro shift, micro insane, shift. Yeah. Um, the uh, f- Echo Boy, the, you use the Echo, Echo Boy and the fi- filter freak. Filter freak, yeah. Filter also freak good, yeah. is really nice. Um, the modulation uh, with filter freak is really cool. Wow, yeah. they're like really really crazy. Um, well, come going back on scenes, for instance, like the U he. Yeah. Uh, which one <laughs> i love i love diva diva, oh, diva yeah, yeah. i like it i used to i used to use a lot um zebra mm-hmm. zebra and like the other one, zebra let uh there was they have like many 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 yeah they all sound great yeah i love you and the last bundle that i really love probably more than native instruments uh, I'm not working for Arturia I swear to God so I'm not making any advertisement <laughs> but like the Arturia Arturia bundle is just like crazy good 
it's so good. And there are like so many scenes that I love inside, like the, the classic emulation scenes. Yes, uh, yeah. I love it. And there is like the Bukla, uh, there is the uh, Minimook, there is the JP, the OP6, the Prophet, uh, so many. Like also like the Korg MS20. Really. Mod- modular, I think as well. Yes, yes, that yeah. one. That one sounds also really good. Yeah. Good, good presets as well. <laughs> yes, yes. It's also... I mean, there are like some, some, sometimes, you know, I listen to a preset that I really like and yeah, I tend to, I tend to change, of course, because you don't want to, you don't want to sound like a preset. For sure. But, but it gives you inspiration. Yes, I also clicking I, through presets yeah. and then finding something which inspires you. And then you, from there you can go on. So, yeah. But I, I also like a lot, all the inbox, uh, Ableton sources like, uh, like operator, uh, wave table yeah, op- operator is amazing yeah. like they are like really really good also like the river from uh, from Ableton is completely fine the convolution river from uh, from Ableton is amazing there are like so many things that I that I really like and, uh, and I use yeah okay nice yeah I think that's a that's a nice list uh, for the people starting out to check out <laughs> um, yeah is there anything at the end you want to mention for I don't know new producers or for people listening is there any advice you want to give uh as i yeah yeah as i said before like don't really care about what other people think uh make music for the love of it it has to be it has to be make it for the passion you know it has to be something that you feel inside and it doesn't matter what other people think you know and don't don't do that for the for the fame or for the for being we all want to be successful, you know, we all want to be successful and we want to, I don't want to say like be, be famous, but we want to be recognized in, uh, in the scene and where we work, you know, but like if you start doing it for yourself, it's, it's like another, it's a, it's another trip. You know what I mean? It's uh it's the right, it's the right way to go. I don't, I don't make music because I want to be famous. I do make music because it makes me feel happy and I express my feelings and my emotions with that. And I know I'm pretty conscious about the fact that some people can get it and some people cannot. And I, I cannot, I cannot reach all the people. You can't, you can't reach all the people with what you're doing, you know? So just like do it for the love. Don't follow trends and just like do what do you feel? What do you feel good in doing it? Yes. Well, that's uh, there were some powerful words at the end. I would say uh, that's a nice, nice end. <laughs> Was really nice uh, having you here on this on the show. Um, I hope that you you could give some valuable information. I hope it. so. And people, please, if you if you want to know more details, please like reach me out. Reach uh, this beautiful guy in front of me out. And I would be super uh, up to give you all my knowledge. I, I swear to God, I never, I never hide. I don't, I don't have secrets, you know, because I always have the feeling, going to be short, I swear to God. That's uh, <laughs> no, um, go, go ahead. Like you can try to, you can take references, you know, like sometimes, you know, it helps a lot when you start producing, taking references. You know, I was like doing a lot. Not, I didn't want to copy, but it was like, okay, I try, I really like this arrange, arrangement, okay? 
So I put like this track from whatever, Luis Fauci, Kaiser, uh, DVS1, just like to name a few. Doesn't really yeah, yeah, matter yeah. which one. Yeah, but 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 usually you you would choose a track where in the direction you want to try to go. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I I did a lot. Try to to like to copy the track, you know? Like to to see because at the end of the day, it will never sound the same. Never. Because like somehow you have your own sounds and you like how your you can be recognized by your heads or like your scenes, whatever, you know? But like If I try to copy your track, it would never sound the same. Yeah, because it's always kind of your filter on it. Yes. With your emotions and your exactly. approaches. Yeah, yeah. So and I, yeah. you know, like maybe you like more uh, some frequencies to come out. You don't like the synth that it sounds like this. You want to, you want it like more crunchy. You want it more clean. So just like be the only advice that I can say is like be yourself and try to craft your sound because it's when, when people recognize your tracks between 10 tracks without even looking at the names it's it's the goal it's being recognizable that's that's for me what what is important to be recognized by like among 10 other tracks without even listening to the the titles you know and then the name of the artist yeah but it's, i think it's uh, going to be a long long way until your um yeah until you you develop this sound set and skill set as well to craft this unique sound yeah but like in my opinion yeah <laughs> the, the, the final question would be like yeah why do you why do you like uh, Kaiser Quelta or like Arthur Robert Alarico just like just like to name a few uh, just like the first names that, uh, that came to my mind because they are unique and they created like their own sounds you yeah. know yeah, so 100%, yeah. you can get, you can get inspired by all these people all these artists But like, do not try to copy them, you know, try to craft your sound. You can get inspired and you can like, okay, like I really like how Hart Robert does his um, hi-hats, this like uh, crispiness, like vibe around, you know, I can try to make it, but I, at the same time, try to make it in your own way, create your own sound. It's the most difficult part, you know, but that's why I said like, you have to work, work, work before Yeah, because yeah. It's, and it's, maybe even record raindrops on cars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really it's really important to create your craft your sound to create your own sound. Yes, I love it. That's uh, that's good advice. Yeah, I will. Yeah, nice. I will just uh, leave it leave it like this. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Maybe we we will have another discussion where we go on with uh, other topics. Uh, yes. there's way more to discuss, <laughs> but I think for for today that's enough. Um, so thank you very much for coming by, and I will leave you the last words if you want to. Thank you. Thank you everybody for uh, listening. And as I said before, like, please reach me out for any advice, info. I would be super up to, to help you. So thank you again for having me. I'm really happy to be part of this project. I find it like really interesting and I hope that everything goes good, goes well. Fingers crossed for your project. I'm sure it's gonna banging. It's gonna be good. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. 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 Bye.